Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 94, recorded Tuesday, February 24th. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host who's rumoured to be in a long distance relationship with Paula Abdul. Simon, how are you? Appalled, David. Appalled. I'm appalled, appalled by your introduction. Introduction. I suppose it's just a really tacky way of segueing from our sister, brother, uncle podcast, We Hate People, in that we, we had a bit of a brief Paul Abdul moment. So I just thought that, you might appreciate that. that. Is tr- but, but, but you could have just gone with the, the classic um, uh, co-hosts, uh, a man who's ahead of his time, and not like, let's not make a big deal over three or four minutes. You know, so, yeah, some, something, something classic. Yeah, classic or classy, I've never been. So, yeah, it's good to be back. And um, th- I-, I promise that we're not going to constantly cross-promote different podcasts, but I just wanted to thank those um, on f- the Do Listen to Flashpoint for jumping across to We Hate People. We've had a, a better-than-expected response and really appreciate um, people taking the time to listen because at the end of the day, at this stage, it's the same two bloody blokes, although we do have plans to change that. Oh, uh, well, well, when I say that, we're going to have a regular. Get, we're going to have a regular guest. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, get different people, different haters, and interesting people. But that's for the other podcast. Mm, so, yes. but Thea, thank you for your support. But let's jump into Flashpoint, and we've got quite a bit of MMO stuff and gaming stuff um, this episode. And apologies for the two-day delay to um, between Sam and I. We're just busy people, and. This is important, but when you're saving lives and being rock stars, you, you something's got to give. Yes, saving rocks is important. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into Republic News. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. So as per usual, Simon, uh, let's go through what we've been playing. What, what have you been playing the past uh, two weeks? Well, uh, I have uh, acquired for not much money, and we can talk about that a bit later, um, some games on, uh, on the Xbox, uh, okay. the 60 and, and the 1. And uh, one of those was the, uh, the Stick of Truth, South Park, the Stick of Truth. So, so of course. very late to the game with that. But it cost me like fourteen dollars, uh, so that was. I thought that's a, that's a good price. I'm not going to argue with that. So uh, yes, and it's just it's like a playable episode. It really, it really is. So stick. Just remind me, stick of truth. Is that does that come from the Wow episode? Yeah, it's. I'd say it's inspired by yes, because it was the sword of a thousand truths. Is my recollection from the South Park episode, and yeah, but I remember seeing a review of this, and it, people loved it. Uh, yes, it's definitely inspired by that. It's basically um, uh, the the kids are a role, doing a role play, well, kind of D and D. So you've got the humans and the the elves, or at least that's that's the factions I've come across so far. There may be maybe others. Then um, you can choose between the the classic. Uh, classes of uh, what is it? Thief, warrior, uh, mage, and Jew. Um, which <laughs> good. Um, I, I I just went with thief. It seemed more honest. Yes. Uh, apparently, white thieves are, are unusual. So uh, there's a there's a plenty of the the classic humour in there. Yeah, so, political well, we'll, incorrect humour. Exactly. Well, we're all thinking it anyway. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. No, no. I mean, that's what the Academy Awards does. That's uh, no blacks there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, actually, Neil Patrick Harris made a joke about that, which is quite. What, what did he say? Is uh, so we come together to celebrate Hollywood's um, best and whitest, oh, brightest, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I liked his effort. We should talk about that. Yes, and we shall probably. Cool. Maybe if we have time, if I stop talking. Uh, also, have started and probably finished trying to uh, PvP in SWOTOR. Um, I seem to remember being better at it. <laughs> I, was, I was playing playing my, um, I, I, what was it? I think it was a Sage or something. And I, it, it went better. My Warrior um, 
Yeah, he's he's not he's not doing too well. Even with his pirate hat on, he's he's not doing so good. So I'm in two minds as to whether whether to continue that, considering I've got still got absolutely no idea how to play appropriately. I've don't I've got no PvP gear at this point. So um, yeah, uh, I've I was seduced by the pirate sword, the pirate um, lightsaber. Yep, lightsaber. Um, it's beginning to look less seductive, and I just see the the enormous mountain I'm going to have to climb in order to get anywhere near. That's ne- a thing. Get my sticky fingers on it, and um, also a bit, bit of Minecraft, bit of Minecraft. Um, created a finished creating my my transport map, showing all of the the different lines and the distant de- different destinations. Cool. Uh, so, which I've I've realised that I think I've actually ended up building. A, a, a little because you know how some people build replicas of uh, cathedrals or they yeah, build yeah. replicas of, uh, the, of the Enterprise, Star Trek Enter- no, or Westeros Trek. One, Westeros, yes um, just being on my own haven't done anything that ambitious I've basically, because I'm an explorer I just ended up, I've gone in this direction and that direction and so forth and of course you want to be able to get from A to B quickly so I've created a little rail network and it's a bit like uh, J.R. Tolkien uh, basically developed the entire world of the, for the Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, um, for the languages he invented. Mm-hmm. This thing. I think I've ended up inventing a land so I can have a train network. I like it. I'm a bloody train spotter in Minecraft. But in my defence, in 2014... Um, Minecraft was the second most popular search query. Most, oh, really? On Google? Most popular one was music. Minecraft was second. Movies was third. Frozen. Fourth. Oh, that's a bit Fourth. sad. Drake, for some unaccountable reason. Drake. Drake. Um, I, I don't I, Really? Or at least it wasn't Jason Derulo, I suppose. Um, Beyonce was, uh, what am I up to? One, two, three, four, five. Was sixth. PewDiePie. Oh, God, someone shoot him. Yeah. Was next. Happy. Well, that's oh, yeah, okay. to uh, that song. song yeah. And now I can't get it out of my head again. So, yes. So, Minecraft's second most popular search term. So, I don't feel too much of a freak because there's obviously plenty of us out there. Yeah, no, God, no. So that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? Uh, so as far as gaming, oh, I'm a broken record. I, I've promised the last two podcasts I was going to get through the expansion for SWOTOR and I still haven't commenced uh, and I feel more and more embarrassed by it each passing fortnight. So it's pretty much the same for me, <laughs> Destiny. And wow, on a, a healthy dose of StarCraft 2 as well. But So Destiny, I'm, I'm up to level 27 and a bit, so I'm just grinding through. The Vanguard rep, um, I've got most of the... Oh, sorry, I've completed the Crota quest line, uh, but I haven't done the raid, but then I haven't done the original raid either. Um, so just grinding rep with... Um, is it Eris? Anyway, the Crota rep and um, the, the normal Vanguard rep trying to reach the fabled 30, and uh, even though I'm doing the same old strikes night after night, I, for some reason, still seem to be enjoying it. So that's good. Well, I suppose that's the main thing. Have yeah. you uh, have you hooked up with Casmus at all? No, I've seen him online one, uh, once, I think. So, um, yeah, we. I think we just must – I tend to be on quite late at night once I've done everything else, and I think he's probably locked off by then. So, uh, maybe maybe we should start a, um, a a guild, a destiny guild that we can ignore. Yeah, that's right. I'm good at ignoring guilds. Yeah, that would be good. Um, this is a whole bunch of achievements around the clan stuff. I think it's clan, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it's clean. Anyway. Oh, uh, potato, potato. Yeah. And uh, as per usual, a lot of WoW, still enjoying the garrison. Um, my main mage is really just I'm trying to get the legendary item for, for him and then I have a healer as well that I'm slowly levelling up to 100. So if, if when it comes to MMA, that still tends to be winning out uh, at this stage. And as I've said before, it's because I'm too lazy to open... Uh, to boot into boot camp and, and fire it all up so that it's just purely it's easy to click on a an icon and have wow fire up it's not an excuse but there you go um 
So, yeah, let's jump into MMOs and, and SWOTOR in particular. So, with no credibility having not played it, but I, I still keep up with the news. Um, Simon, uh, SWOTOR Operation Victory Tournament. Tell me more. Well, now, again, uh, considering what I've already said about my um, prowess in PvP, this is basically me reporting on... Um, cuisine of Turkmenistan. It's uh, it's not something I've got first-hand experience with. <laughs> There's the episode title, by the way. Oh, okay, right. Uh, so Swotor is hosting an Operation Victory Tournament I don't with ESL. I'm not even sure who ESL is, which is a little embarrassing. I'm sure everyone yell, currently yelling at their... Uh, English is a second language is what I know ESL as. I'm pretty sure that's probably not what this no. is. But anyway, um, it's... Uh, Eight eight man story mode operation speed runs from Shadow of Revan, um, something which you're not very familiar with at this point. <laughs> no. Um, oh, hang on, this, this link will tell me what ESL is. I'm going to have a quick look, so I can be slightly less ignorant. ESLgaming.com. It's taking me to. Okay, I'm no even less than I did before. Esports news, videos, and stories. Okay, esports makes so, sense. So okay. So it, that's good. It's uh, having a competition with uh, someone who can bring a bit more exposure to the game. That is not a bad thing at all. Um, so the, basically it's a, an announcement and they just want to give everyone plenty of notice and it's nice that they want to give people plenty of notice about something. Oh, no, hang on. It's a week's notice. <laughs> so not as much notice but uh, but a slightly yeah, it's about what the time frame they normally give people notice when there's things happening, I suppose, or not happening. I'll talk about that later. Mm. Um, so giving people notice to get their teams together and uh, get their strategies sorted out. So I think that's actually pretty exciting. I'm hoping that they start doing more of this stuff with people outside, you know, with with sites or organisations outside of the, the, let's face it, fairly insular SWOTOR world. Yes, exactly. The more, the more of this they do with uh, without pairing up with outside organisations, the better. More exposure for the game, and I think that's good because it's going to be building. What I want to see now, and hopefully this is what they're doing, is building momentum, building exposure for the game to start getting under people's noses for when the the movie finally comes that's out. That's right. And there's just this explosion. Everyone goes completely nuts for everything Star Wars. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh, look, I, 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 no one hopes more than me that it, it gives Swotor a huge boost. I, I'm just not sure that it will. Because, I mean, where are we up to? Isn't, isn't the Swotor stuff now considered non-canon? Uh, actually, there's been... Lucasfilm haven't committed one way or the other on that. I think it's because it's so far back, it's they're, – they're not saying it is. They're not saying yeah, it's – Yeah, I'll make a call later. The fact that they're not saying it's not, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Good. I think it probably will be it, – it, tacitly, it's – I think it's canon. That's the way I take it Good. anyway. In which case, yeah, hopefully we see a big influx. So um, we won't talk about it probably this episode, but the, it's the same – argument they're making with wow as far as the warcraft world of warcraft movie um they're talking about making two trailers a horde and alliance trailer and and you know there's a, they're hoping that that'll drive people to the game and uh, yeah, even there i'm not sure that it will it'd be interesting to see that's hard to say uh, the clash of clans had a an advert running during the super bowl okay now i don't if Clash of Clans couldn't do that and yeah, uh, drives drives uh, traffic to to their game, I don't see why this wouldn't work. That's one of the things. When something is so present in your life, it's very difficult to realise that it's not Im- just as important or just as yeah. uh, present in everyone else's. Uh, we, like I say, we we do all tend to move in a bit of a bubble. We listen to each other's podcasts. Yeah. Um, we play the same general games. Uh, it, it can be kind of insular. Yes. So I think the more of this that starts banging out there to the to the you know the the every schlep on the tram or the train or the bus or whatever, and just get it out there in front of people. That's right. 
purists are going to argue, as they normally do, especially when games go free to play. Oh, it's going to the the, uh, the player base is just going to become a bunch of drooling morons. We're going to have to put up with all of these noobs. Blah blah. <laughs> so there's always going to be an, an argument against uh, by the by the uh, you know for the status quo with people who are already comfortable with the way things are. But that's not the way business works. No, that's uh, right. You get to the bottom of it. Games are a business, as is becoming painfully painfully apparent in some of them. Yes. So I mean, if you look if you look at WoW, the stats I saw mentioned recently were that roughly a hundred million people have played WoW at some stage. Now you would have thought half of those would be a shoe in to go and see the movie, and Star Wars is another scale again. In mm. the, I mean, you know, you talk you'd have to be talking in the billions of people, if, even if it's only one, but maybe it's one one point five billion people you thought would go and see Star Wars when it comes out. Yeah, there's seven or eight billion there are now. A lot to be said for brand awareness. Yeah, brand recognition, so especially something you're familiar with from uh, from childhood. The it just it, it catches you. Uh, hearing hearing names of of things from your formative years, there's immediately you get an emotional response to that. God, yeah. Good or bad, uh, in, in the case of most people, I think when they were when they were younger. Yes, they would have seen Star Wars movies. Yes, they would have uh, they would have played WoW or at least been aware of, of someone else who played mm. WoW. Yeah, I think the brands themselves have got a lot, a lot of power, a good solid hook in a lot of people, as you say. And the perfect what? example of success is Marvel's movies and comics. And look at the huge player base you've got, Marvel Heroes. It's been a couple of episodes. I just had to mention it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I like flogging a dead horse. Uh, and then Boston Canteen has been cancelled. Uh, I assume with more than a day's notice. Um, yes, yeah, they they gave about two weeks' notice. Oh, it's not too bad. So, so that was okay. Um, um, I, and I'm not even going to pretend I've read the the um, announcement. So, was there a decent reason given? Lack of interest, or just couldn't get staff out there, or um, due to the crazy winter in the northeast? Oh, of course. With we're going to cancel our Boston Canteen event because people. Based in Texas, are experts on snow. Mm. Closest they come to things that look like snow is probably the salt around the rim yeah, of the reef that's, that's right. Um, but I mean, it's it's a call I've got to make. Uh, they're, they're they're short somewhat. I don't know if they, I don't think they've got anyone else to replace Courtney now that she's moved over to the story side of things. Yeah, so um, so they, they are a bit. Uh, they, they're probably stretched a, a little bit thin. Of course, they've, there's been a, a big shake-up after the uh, the cancellation of Shadow Realm. So uh, maybe it's just due to the weather. Maybe there's other things that are impacting on this decision. Uh, yes, it has been has been unusually snowy. Yeah, uh, oh, God, yeah. But um, last I checked, there have been deaths due to the cold, mostly, uh, mostly seniors or... Mm. People slipping on ice. No one in Boston, though. No one in Massachusetts. Uh, it's been uh, been other states around uh, Massachusetts that the deaths seem to have occurred in. So it's also yeah, I I don't know. It it seems considering Pax East is on and they haven't cancelled Pax East. I think they just put it in the too hard basket. And I think they put it in the too yeah. hard basket. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I, I checked the uh, the the hotel that the the booking was at. There's no indication there that um, there's any wide scale cancellations going on there. The uh, Logan has had um, some cancellations. Um, New York, the airports in New York actually seem to have been hit worse as far as that goes. Yes. And every time I've gone and checked the arrivals and departures at Logan, uh, there doesn't seem to be any any significant disruption going on there. So I. I'm I'm assessing this in a rather dark light mm. with regard to to Bioware. Uh, I don't I don't know that they've been completely candid about their reasons for cancelling. Or maybe they're just wanting to save the resources so they can jump down here and do a cantina in Melbourne or Sydney or somewhere. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen. 
All right, and that's about it for the Sway Tour news. Um, the only other thing, I know I've talked a little bit away and I apologise, but um, the big thing is uh, actually in about an hour's time or two hours' time at the time of recording, the servers will be going down in WoW for the 6.1 patch update, so the first big uh, update since uh, Warlords of Draenor started. Uh, and there's some some nice new functionality going in there. So for those that like their garrisons, there's a new legendary follower, um, Garona. Um, so there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a storyline, short storyline associated with that. You could do bounty quests, so grouping up with two or more additional players to hunt down and defeat a powerful enemy. And you'll earn gold and a chance to get an heirloom quest item off the creature you kill for the quest. So it's sort of like world bosses, but with a bit of more structure to it. Uh, profession dailies, relic quests, so it's a bit like taking archaeology to the next level from your garrison. Um, yeah, and a few other little bits and pieces. The one that I thought was quite funny, and this would actually be great in SWOTOR, is that you'll be able to customise the music that plays in your garrison by picking up a new quest in your garrison to build your very own jukebox. You'll be able to collect music rolls and apply them to your jukebox so you can set the mood as you go about maintaining your base in Draenor. So, I mean, I would have thought with um, the housing in Swotor, how cool would it be if you could actually determine what plays? Seems an obvious thing they could do. You've got all the assets on your computer for the music. Why would it be so easy to have a script that allows you to set the order of them? I'm sure there's something in the Hero Engine that would prevent that from happening. It's a bit like... Uh, <laughs> a bit like I mean, you could yes... Uh, Minecraft has day-night cycles. Um, yes. Minecraft has dynamic weather. Um, well, it rains or it snows. I mean, that's still dynamic weather. Yeah. And uh, uh, yes, you can collect uh, music discs and put them in the, a jukebox that you make and you can, you can play music in your little house. Yes. Um, but Minecraft is a, a much more powerful engine than the Hero engine is. Yeah. Heavily uh, modified though it is. So I can understand that there's obviously issues why why they can't do this. I mean, look how long it took for us to be able to sit on things yeah, true. and actually lay down rather than stand up with uh, the text, you are asleep. Yeah. So, do you yeah. Get, we have to work with limitations for the poor old hero engine. I mean, it is a, it's, it's a bit crap. Yes. And just as an aside, I love the Minecraft music. I'm talking about the PS4 version, which is the one that I see the most. Um, I just love the music. I, yeah. I, I'm probably alone there. I've, some people probably hate it, particularly if you spend lots of time with it, but I find it very soothing. Well, the funny the thing I find about the, the music is because there's a, you've got music that plays at dawn, um, midday, and, and sunset. Oh, okay. I tune it out most of the time, but the part of my brain is still listening for it, so I know, oh, okay, it's midday. I've, yeah. I've, I've only got so much time to get that, finish what I'm doing and get the hell out of here um, before and get back to my bed before things start coming out. Oh, so you're in survival mode or whatever it's called. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's, yeah, I think we'll call it quick. That, well, that's enough of well. Um, Minecraft. Minecraft. So let's jump across. Oh, sorry, your law is stuck in my canon. Is obviously back next episode. We alternate on that one. So ODS1 shall make a return in episode 95. Oh, and I've also worked out, take the pressure off us for, I was worried about episode 100. Um the venerable podcast, The Instance, uh, hit episode 400 um, the other week and they did absolutely nothing for it. They just treated it like a normal episode. Well, I, I suppose after you hit, they probably do something for 500, but I suppose once you pass 100, you probably do something a little less for 200, 300 sort of uh, already. Yeah, that's but right. Just sort of meh. I'm confident by the time we hit 400 in 2028, we'll, we'll have planned something. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's jump across to general gaming news. This is not the podcast you're looking for. Last uh, episode, we talked about some of the impacts in the gaming media as far as uh, joystick folding and machinima uh, having a lot of changes so Simon I believe there's been a bit more of a restructure again uh, yeah they've um, they basically let 13 people go um, I've cancelled the the long stand for people that don't know machinima is uh, been around for a long time it's uh, oh, one God, of yeah. the older 
YouTube channels. And, uh, yeah, so new media, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's gone a bit up. It's gone a bit down. It started to pick up again in 2014. Um, but there's repeated episodes where people got let go. And um, so the, uh, the guys from Inside Gaming ended up leaving there now with Funhouse, as I think we've mentioned, which is uh, under the umbrella of uh, Rooster Teeth, a group I've been following for a long time. Actually, they, Rooster Teeth really got their start doing Machinima. That's right. Oh, a case M Machinima. Uh, and and still do red versus blue is still t- ticking along, and uh, you can uh, subscribe to them for like ten dollars a year, I think it is, and it uh, you know every little bit helps. Uh, so you can also go to uh, visit the the guys uh, inside gaming guys at Funhouse. You probably should because they're they're pretty good. Uh, but what they've lost now is if any, if you've watched Machinima at all, you are probably aware of Stephen Larson who do. 10 for the win or TFTW, yes. uh, which is um, a, a bit like Watch Mojo and their, their top 10 lists. Uh, it tends to be a little bit more uh, risque and yeah. the word dingus tends to come up <laughs> frequently than it does with Watch Mojo. They unfortunately and their production staff have uh, are, no, well, are no longer there, so no more, uh, no more 10 for the win, unfortunately. But uh, you can still find them on Twitter at Stephen Larson. So go and have a look. And they, like the Inside Gaming guys, they will be uh, starting up something on their own. So keep your eyes open, follow their Twitter, and uh, and uh, follow, subscribe, and like whatever they end up doing because I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. They both got uh, both got a film background or at least uh, film school backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, and also the long-standing Machinima Respawn channel has been killed off entirely and obviously the, uh, the on-screen or on-mic talent and uh, production people have been left. So, yeah, 13 people redundant. So um, a bit of a shame. Machinima mm. is still a going concern. Elliot and Ricky are still there with uh, ETC, but it's uh, hard, to, hard to say or hard to see how Machinima is going to to keep going, quite honestly, they seem to be losing an awful lot of people. They just got a, a, a funding uh, approval from uh, Warner Brothers, who own uh, Machinima, $24 million. But apparently they just decided to slice anything that wasn't um, – what's, what's the phrase they use? Oh, the, it wasn't uh, – the monetization. Yeah. Wasn't, um, here we are. Uh, uh, as this content was simply not delivering the monetization that supports our path to profitability. So, okay. Yeah, in other words, uh, we won't make enough money off ads. Yeah, so fuck off, really. But, well, the, 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 and this is one of the things about YouTube is Machinima's got a lot, I think they've got, they've got over 2 million subscribers, but their videos don't get a high watch rate. And that's that's part of the problem. Plenty of people have subbed, yeah, but they're just not going there and watching the, the content. So Machinima are in a bit of a, a tricky spot as far as that goes. But I don't really know that they know what what they they want to do. I mean, I think it's a case of. I mean, I'm going to sound like a total noob here, but um, my first exposure to machinima the term or the actual content lowercase m machinima was when i was involved with second life stuff in sort of 2006 7 and back then the machinima that second life produced was amazing and and as some of it uh did feature from memory on the the machinima channel but now everyone and their dog does it It like it was a niche thing then now it's not remotely niche no and that, that's one of the problems is I think it's their, their programming probably has been a bit too niche, a bit too bro-focused perhaps, and maybe that's what they're, they're looking at doing is rounding things off because uh, uh, they've got – I can't even remember the name of it. It's um, Battlefield Best Friends. Okay. It's like a, a Flash animated – and that's actually quite funny. But again, it's, uh, it's targeted at a fairly niche audience. Now, Machinima is like uh, Polygon and a, a variety of – others in that it's a talent network so um 
you know, if uh, you you do a certain content and you you sign a contract with Machinima and you're under their umbrella, you get some support um, from them. Uh, you get cross promotion through them and so forth. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I, I I'm not sure how Machinima is going to. They're going to have to reinvent themselves, basically. Yeah. I don't know if they know what they want to become. They know what they were. But they've lost some. They've they've fired or lost some some good people, and I'm not sure what they're going to do to replace or to fill that hole. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hmm. But it, it could there could be more redundancies on the way. That's all I can say. Speaking of redundancies or losses or sales, um, Sony Online Entertainment has been sold. Yeah, this is not new news. No, but uh, it's obviously going to be a developing story. So as we, most of us know, Sony is not doing very well. No. Uh, we've, we've discussed that before. Uh, really, there's not a lot to, not a lot to say about it. Um, they've been sold to, uh, what is it, Columbus Nova. Yes, Columbus Nova Investment Management Firm. Yeah. Now, Columbus Nova has actually, uh, does own another a gaming property. So it's... Um, it's it's not just uh, like a sort of venture venture capital asset stripping organisation. They do uh, they do invest in in properties. So SOE none of the the gaming's actually none, their site still says SOE, but they've uh, been rebranded Daybreak Game Company. And uh, John Smedley, who's the president, long standing president of um, SOE, is uh, just basically come out and said he can't wait to make Xbox games. Yeah. Because obviously everything's been, um, it's mostly a lot, a lot of it's been PC like EverQuest and so forth. Yes. Um, and uh, DCUO, probably H1Z1, I think might have been coming over to PlayStation. Um, but if it does, it's certainly going to be coming over to Xbox One now. And uh, probably for Xbox gamers, um, Planet Side 2 is going to be uh, pretty exciting because there's. It's uh, there's not not a lot of quality product out there uh, on the Xbox platform of that type. An H1Z1 uh, that it's a bit rough at the moment and it's early access, uh, but that's from what I've been able to tell. That certainly seems to have plenty of potential, especially being able to group up and seize a, a bit of territory and actually um, build yourself a you and your friends build yourself a little fort and defend it. So it's it's a it's a proper open world with um, some pretty strong sandbox elements. So once that if when that comes together, and I think it will come together, uh, that looks like it could well have some legs, and especially um, on multiple platforms. Well, you'd want, you'd want to hope it would come together because I mean, just looking at you know as a stable of titles for Sony Online, it's pretty bloody meek. I mean, EverQuest is an iconic MMO, but I don't think anyone would be claiming it's a dominant player by any. Well, I mean. The original EverQuest is still going, isn't it? It's still going. It's, yeah. uh, it, it just had its um, had its birthday. Uh, EC two still going or EQ two still going. Yeah, that's right. But um, then you look at Star Wars Galaxies. Yes, that would that. Uh, you know. Well, that left a bad taste in it everyone. Did. It did. Well, well, particularly the way it was finished, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, DC Universe sort of went okay. Matrix Online, I didn't even realise was. I mean, has anyone played that? I don't think Matrix Online was theirs, was it? Yeah, well, according to the article, I'm pretending to... I thought it was Funcom. Yeah, no, apparently Matrix Online is um, Sony Online. Um, So you look at that and they're they're trading off a bunch of very old stuff aside from what you have mentioned. So you want to hope that the Xbox channel opening up to them, you know, um, helps them expand their stable a little bit. Um, Well, yeah, it could do. I mean, DC Universe Online is doing very well. Um, when it went free to play, it, it basically, and I think that's probably the model that a lot of games have yeah. used subsequently. Um, I mean, I was it was there right right the way through from the beta, and I, I still drop in there periodically, and I, I still still like it. Good. Granted, I've got way too many heroes, but they're all awesome. That doesn't sound like you. Actually, they're mostly villains. Good. Yeah. Anyway. But it doesn't matter. But uh, but it's it's fun, it's fun. It's a good casual game. Uh, yeah, granted, it's 
they, they, they've dropped the ball on a few things, yeah. but they've certainly had enough successes and are having enough successes um, for it to be a, a, a strong and viable business. Is, is it going to break records? Probably not. But, no. so, you know, as long as it's making enough money to, uh, to keep developing content and to keep people employed, I think these days that's probably as much as you could ask. Yeah, true. Yeah, good point. Um, evolve. To, um, now I'm going to plead total ignorance on Evolve. So I, um, t- t- tell me about Evolve. <laughs> that was so well introduced. Okay. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten the bloody word for it. It's not asynchronous. Uh, is it asynchronous? We're like turn-based? Not turn-based, no. Um, oh, it begins with A. It's a big word that begins with A. <laughs> I've forgotten what it is now. Um, it's uh, It's a... It's a 4v1, so it's a the emerging trend, rapidly emerging trend, where the uh, – actually, I think there was um, – I think probably the Wii U came up with the idea first, where – do you remember in the early early uh, adverts for that or the promo spots for it, uh, you could actually have someone playing on the console and then someone using the pad actually yes. running interference on them? yes. So either helping or hindering. Yeah, and you, there are some games you, you do do that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically the, the idea is you've got four people, four characters, well, five characters, four people running around trying to kill the monster and the other player is the monster. Oh, okay. So the, the basic premise is, you know, you know, you've got your classes, the most important one probably being the medic but you've got uh, like a, a scout. They've all got abilities and they all have to be able to uh, – all have to know what they're doing, especially the healer otherwise, or the medic. Otherwise, you end up um, getting dead very quickly. Yeah. The monster obviously is – the person playing as the monster is on their own, but uh, what the monster can do is they start at level one and then they run around uh, eating and killing local uh, flora and fauna and they, they can uh, level up through doing that so they become more powerful so the longer they can stay out of the way of the hunters the more chance they've got to um to get their their level up and once they hit about level three um it's basically 75 percent of the time i think it is um the monster will win if it gets to level three so it's a bit of a a cat and mouse well i like the sound of that Sometimes you, you, you find the monster quickly. Sometimes you don't. I think it's uh, like anywhere between like a, a minute all the way up to like 40-odd minutes depending on how, um, how good the monster is it just or how incompetent the hunters are. Yeah, yeah. So in our case, it would be hour-long games. Oh, yeah. The, um, game due to finish when the servers shut down. For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that uh, sounds good. So yeah, and the the beta was was good fun, but then the the beta in Destiny was also good fun, <laughs> and uh, and what you ended up, and certainly what I ended up doing was thinking, well, oh, this, well, this is great, everything looks fantastic. I can't see, can't wait to see what the rest of the game looks like. And then there wasn't any. No, um, I'm so, enjoying looking for my helium filaments on the moon still, though. It's all good. Oh anyway. yeah, we just got to look out for that that delightful glow, yep. dark. Um. So, nice. Yeah, the, the beta went well. Uh, the it's a triple A game, full price. Uh, obviously, comes with the usual slew of collector's editions, digital editions. Uh, what is it? The PC Monster Race <laughs> uh, edition. Um, there's a lot of DLC. In fact, it's the game is pretty much a platform for DLC. Mm. Now, one of the pluses is that all of the maps, are, when, whenever a map comes out, it will be free. So you don't have to buy DLC in order to be able to play a map. So, hello, Destiny, I'm looking at you. Uh, so that's a good thing. On the other side of it, though, there's a hell of a lot of DLC. A lot of it's cosmetic. Okay. Uh, some of it is not. Uh, the the fourth monster they were urging you to buy a pre-order so you could get the uh, the 
well, you know, the, the, the pre-order bonus, you get the behemoth. Um, if you didn't pre-order, then after that, you would be paying about $14, $15 US to get that one character. That okay. one character. Uh, and there's a fifth one and uh, same same goes for that as well. That's, you That's know. Evolve. Yeah, considering how how pathetically anemic the uh, the DLC in Destiny was, it actually doesn't. It looks like quite good value in comparison to fifteen bucks US for a playable character. Yes. Also, there's not really a lot of variety in the gameplay. What you saw in the demo is pretty much what you get. There are other modes, but uh, it's a it's a vote for uh, when you you go into a, a match people vote on what they want and most often they will vote for oh the best option I think it's hunt um, or something like that I'm not actually sure uh, what I would suggest people do is go if you're interested in this game and you haven't bought it yet regardless of the platform go and have a look at Angry Joe's review of Evolve I think he puts it uh, pretty well uh, or you can have a look at Jim Sterling also did something before it came out and pretty much anticipated most of the problems in there as well. Okay. But uh, if Destiny taught me anything, it's never pre-order anything ever, 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 ever. Yes. Again, uh, I was thinking about Evolve. Really glad I've decided to just... Uh, hold off. Hold off. I, and I would strongly recommend anyone else, uh, if you're thinking of anyone out there, if you're thinking of getting Evolve and you haven't got it yet, uh, if you know someone who's already pwned up the dollars... Go and have a crack on their machine. Otherwise, have a look at the reviews. Do your homework. Just be aware of what you're letting yourself in for. Um, yes, the gameplay um, is fun, but it can be repetitive. It can be grindy. Um, the DLC is expensive. If this is sounding like anything else you're, you've, you're familiar with, uh, yeah, welcome to the future, guys. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a good segue to another game that not many people know about and might be doubtful about what they're going to get for their money but geez it's been promoted like hell in the gaming stores and that's the order 1886 so funnily enough over the weekend i was in at a jb hi-fi saw the big display and i was actually tempted uh to the point that i wasn't going to fork out the i don't know what it was 89.99 whatever it was uh jb hi-fi i thought i'll check on the playstation store but i could only see the uh gold edition or something like it was like 129 bucks i could be wrong on that so i haven't done anything about it but on superficialities looks great have you heard anything simon about what it's actually like uh well there again there are there are plenty of uh, opinions on this as well and it i think it really does come a bit uh, again it's a bit like destiny if uh, if you enjoy the gameplay there's a lot of people love destiny and are happy with what they've got here here so and uh, and it is also um, it's it's crack, uh, yes. it's highly addictive. So they they've worked out exactly how that uh, who they want to appeal to, and how they want to appeal to them. Uh, this is a game that's very similar in that regard. Not that it doesn't have a story. Not that the gameplay is is crazy addictive, uh, but it it knows what it is. It's the campaign is not long. I think it's about uh, about twelve hours. Okay, which is which is fairly fairly short. Yeah, gotcha. It might, it might even be less than that, quite honestly. Um, the, the it doesn't really bring any any new earth shaking mechanics in with it. There's a, there's a, a cover base um, cover. You know, there's the cover mechanic. Um, there's some quick time boss fights. I'm not a, a fan of those, but apparently the game looks absolutely beautiful uh it's it's, yeah, it a, looks, yeah. it's a timeline sort of a steampunk um and yeah playstation have got to really build this up because it's one of the the few exclusive titles they've got That's so right. so again beware the hype do your homework have a look uh read read the reviews um preferably reviews that have been written a week or two after that's right not reviews um, like you get with ign um who are basically trying to well not always but for the most part uh like so many others are trying to 
get their review up as quickly as possible uh, because you never get the full story there. No. Um, I just I – I mean, I, I won't get off on this side topic too much, but I just wish for these new games that, that you could sort of do a half-hour or a one-hour demo. So you, you download the game in full. I know it's a lot of bandwidth, but you download it and you're allowed to play it for an hour before needing to – deciding to buy yeah, and and that doesn't that doesn't always even give you a, a clear idea of no info, but at least you're making a, a somewhat more informed decision. Um, the uh, I, I did actually put the again sorry to go back to Destiny. I did put the uh, uh, stick the Destiny uh, demo for the PS3 on um, on the on my PS3, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, I, it's a miracle that they could get the game to run on that uh, hardware platform at all. Uh, it was, uh, you know, big pixels and quite blurry, but but quite playable, I have to admit. And okay. you start, you start to look past the the sort of the murk after a while, and that is actually a very good demo. It 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 gives you a, a pretty good idea of of what you're in for. I don't think if you ended up buying uh, trying the demo of that game. And going into it, you you probably would be a bit shocked by how little story there was afterwards. That's right. Uh, you, you'd certainly be hooked on the gameplay by then, so that probably wouldn't matter so much. No. So yeah, I, I would like to see more demos. I don't see why yeah, they do that. There has been some talk, and again, this is mostly uh, on the Xbox side of things. Of uh, int- they've been floating the idea of having it so you could uh, pay five bucks, download the game and play it for a certain amount of time or uh, up to a certain point. And then if you, if you like it, you pay the difference and, yeah. and it's yours. You don't like it, uh, the, the, the um, download expires and uh, you never have to worry about it again. I, I would be quite content with an idea like that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they could learn a lot off MMOs and PC gaming but in that respect, but anyway. Definitely. Because it's, it's not like you can get demos posted uh, on a on a disc that's pasted to a cover of a magazine anymore. No, those are, were the days. They were the days. Um, all right. So the last thing we'll do for gaming, uh, general gaming today, is um, Xbox One are having uh, a bit of a Steam like sale, uh, which I think a lot of the consoles are going to find they they do more. I know even the PlayStation they well they don't sort of do Steam sales, but they pretty regularly have specials. I'm sure the Xbox One does too. They do. The, this one was a bit more unusual, though. I seem to be doing a lot of talking this podcast. That's all right. You've got the better voice. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but they had some really, really good um, discounts. Now, this was over the uh, the Xbox One and the 360. Uh, I, as I already mentioned, I picked up the the Stick of Truth for fifteen bucks. I had actually went in had a look in uh, EB Games and I. They had a heavily discounted on-sale disc version for like twenty-three, so it's still, you know, still yeah, eight a bucks. Hearty discount off of that. Yeah, gotcha. And I also picked up a game that something I never really looked at much previously, but uh, ended up getting. Oh, good God! I've forgotten the name of it. It's the one where you do a lot of jumping. Oh, it's ridiculous! I remember the name of it about thirty seconds ago. Duke Newcomb. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, okay. Right. No. Leisure Suit Larry? Isn't that wasn't that a game? For you. Hey? It was it was several games. Yeah, that's what I thought. I and never played them. Yeah, I, I've never played them, to be honest. For that shit. <laughs> See, I know nothing about most games, but I remember crap I've never played. <laughs> but I got yeah, Mirror's Edge. I got that for was it three bucks? Jeez, that, that's, right. that's that's a Steam price. Yeah, god yeah. Now, granted, it's it's not a recent game, but it's because of the its styling, it still looks great. Really does. Um, but I mean, Alien Isolation. Um, if you're a gold member, so you know, same as PlayStation Plus, uh, you get sixty percent off that. I mean, that's a that's a recent game. Sixty percent off the season pass. Arkham City, seventy five percent that. Borderlands, the pre sequel. I still have a problem with that name. It makes no sense. Yeah. If it's the pre-sequel, then it's the original, and it's not that's the original right. land. Yeah, that's just dumb. It's, it's just 
sloppy, sloppy language. Yes. You can get 50% off that sloppily titled game. Uh, Cod Advanced Warfare, 33% off. Fi- no, 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 it's not really worth Forza, no. Leisure Suit Larry? Savors, eh? No, it's right. Sorry. Keep going. Gears of War 3, 75% off. You know, there's some... Um, and, of course, you've got the, the benefit of not having to to go to a, a store and breathe in nerd sweat. Exactly. You just sit, 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 on your, sit on your couch with your, your Jaffa Cakes or your Pop-Tarts or whatever and, and just cram them into your, your, your mug while you're waiting for your game to, the game to download. <laughs> nice. Um, just Steam always reminds me of my favourite game I've ever played on Steam, which is the Stanley Parable. I must, as homework for next episode, work out the guys that created that, are they doing anything either in that area or something different? Because, God, I love that game. It, yeah, it was a real eye-opener. It was. So I'd like to think they're doing well out of it or something different, but anyway. All right, I think we've done plenty of gaming. Let's jump into some short other bits, starting with pop culture. I can feel your anger growing. The Oscars. So they screened a time recording 24 hours ago. Um... I watched little bits on YouTube and whatever. So the two that stood out for me uh, was, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris's um, emceeing of it. I only saw bits of it, but I tell you what, the bit where he got down to his wife fronts, that takes guts. Did you see that bit, Simon? I didn't actually watch it. Okay. I only saw snippets on YouTube and highlights and stuff. Yeah, there's there's only so much crap I'm, I'm willing to... And it's such a long ceremony. Yeah, it is. It's like, was it? I think it was about just short, shy of four hours. Yeah, it's insane. That's really editing, guys. Well, he, he basically there was a skit, and it was based on partly the Birdman movie, which I haven't seen. But he um, got uh, right. That makes sense now. Yes. Yeah, he got caught short as far as locked out of his dressing room and decide, uh, basically got down to his wife fronts and walked all along the back corridors and out onto the live. Oscar stage and did his introduction in nothing but Y fronts. That that takes guts in front of how many million people that was, and he he was well ripped. He'd obviously done his working out, so he could afford he could do it. It's not as if it was you or I doing it, but no, well, that's a way of dropping your your um, viewership. <laughs> Lots of smash TVs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good. I thought the yeah he he did well. I think he had a hard act to follow in um, Ellen DeGeneres last year, but um, he did okay. And then there was the the other big talking point was obviously Lady Gaga doing her Sound of Music medley to recognise fifty years since that movie was released. Uh, and Julie Andrews loved it. She was a class act. So I, I haven't followed Gaga that closely, but. She's obviously a bit controversial at times, but she proved that she's got all the classical uh, chops that you would expect of a really, really good singer. Well, I stand by the tweet I, I sent out, which said that Lady Gaga has the musical integrity of Willow Smith. No, Willow Smith has more musical integrity than Lady Gaga. I stand by that. <laughs> she, she, has, she has, I, mean, I don't deny, deny she's got talent. Yeah. She's clearly got talent. Um, uh, she's also clearly got um, a colossal amount of pretension. Yes. Uh, her her videos are interesting quite frequently, uh, although sometimes utterly irrelevant to the song's subject matter, if the song has a subject. Yes. And they don't all. Um, as a lyricist, she's god-awful. Yeah. Uh, she just sort of um, does that, you know, the... the uh, the, the stutter sort of thing where you just repeat a, a syllable or just drops into foreign languages or just nonsense languages. So seeing her do this, I suppose it's no real surprise, a bit like Marilyn Manson in a lot of ways. It's it's all – or Alice Cooper. Everything it's a she, persona. Yeah, it's a persona. Everything she does is is just a, is front. It's an act. There's, uh, there's, no, there's no meaning. Uh, there's no core – to it, it's sort of half a Bowie. Bowie had the personas and the the substance underneath. It. Yeah, yeah. But for for the most part, most of these sorts of um, shock acts, and she she has tried to do a shock act, despite the fact that a lot of her music um, sounds either like Gwen Stefani, Madonna, uh, Ace of Base, uh, or just Abba. Yes. 
it's uh you know musically she's she's really not got much the, the songs in isolation are, are fairly weak and just to maybe she's growing up she can certainly do more formal more classical stuff yes but i just looked at that and thought yeah no okay well yeah you, you got talent girl but really i just want to know if the trumpet tattoo was one for the ceremony or it's a permanent tattoo what was the tattoo of uh, it was a, it was literally a full fully realized trumpet and it, it ran along the inside of her right upper arm from so from essentially her armpit down to her elbow Oh, it's probably real. Most people have got ink these days. Yeah, but this, I just thought it's a bizarre one. I don't know if she's musical, but I, yeah, I don't know. No, no one will be able to answer that for me. But yeah, there you go. Gaga, the Oscars over for another year. I'm only going to throw in very quickly a pop culture recommendation for a TV series. Uh, for those that have watched the IT crowd, uh, and you have, Simon, haven't you? I have. Uh, the guy that plays the CEO of the IT company, Matt Berry. Oh, yes. Yeah, I oh, like, I love him. And he, I don't know whether you ever saw the original show, I think it was his original show called Garth Marini's Dark Side. No, no I don't. can't recommend that highly enough either. It's great. Um, he's got a new, well, it's not a new show. It's uh, just hit season two, but uh, it's, there's only six uh, episodes in season one uh, called Toast of London. And his name is. I can't remember, is it John? Anyway, he, he, John Toast, let's say. So Toast is his surname and it's just a sitcom. He's a washed-up actor and I'd argue the humour's up there with the IT crowd. Hmm. So Toast of London, check it out if you like the IT crowd. Hard not to. Yeah, I, well, I hated the first series, uh, uh, the first season, and then loved it from there on in. The first season sucked. I don't know what it was and then loved it from there on in. Yeah, sometimes it takes a, a show a season or two to yeah. sort itself out or completely lose its way. Heroes yes. looking at you. Yes. Yeah. Not long till Game of Thrones. No, not long at all. And you can always buy the Telltale Game of Thrones game if you want to tide yourself over. Oh, I must check that out. Yeah. It's, they, yeah. Anyway, I won't start on that now. We're getting to the end. Um so that'll do for pop culture, and we'll do a super quick tech roundup. It does have its moments. Not many, but it has them. The infamous Apple car. So I've read a little bit on this, as I'm sure you have, Simon. Um, there's been, please correct me if I'm wrong, there were the initial, not leaks, but the talk about how it's closer that Apple may be actually going directly into the car manufacturing business than you've had. I think it was Toyota coming out with a statement today that I haven't actually read yet. Was it either denying that they're involved or? Uh, yeah, it's probably. Um, so the I, Apple car, I mean, I just think this is. Yeah. They, some people like our ever faithful listener, Gail, um, would tell you that Apple jumped the shark years ago or never deserved to jump it in the first place. But I'm wondering if they've really jumped the shark, if they're actually delusionally thinking they're going to create their own car from scratch. I wouldn't put it past them. They've got, they've got the money to do it. They've I, got the money to do it. Yeah. It. I mean, yes, it, it, makes, it really does make no sense. Uh, I mean, uh, Johnny Ive, sorry, Sir Jonathan Ive, yes. uh, gave a, an interview to the New Yorker. And one of the things in there, he was pointedly mentioning how ugly cars these days are. Mm. Just how sort of bland and and uh, bland and sort of nothing. You know, a bit like the design of the iPhone six. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's it's true. Yeah, there's nothing in it. Yeah, these days it's kind of hard to pick an Apple Apple phone from a Samsung phone. That's God, right. God knows Samsung makes so many phones; it's kind of difficult to keep up. But yeah, would they possibly? Who would they do it with? Because I mean, the, the fabrication plants. What fabrication plants? That's right. It's because they, do
make and but everything's contract contracted out to to um, third party manufacturers. You know, Foxconn, obviously, being in Taiwan, being the their most prominent one. But I mean, they've had Samsung making uh, mm. the uh, screens and stuff, displays. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, because other people keep landing them down. Sony. Um, Make it's one of the few profit centers they've got. Sony make the cameras, yes, um, for the iPhone. So who would they get to to build this? Would they? I mean, yes, they 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 possibly would. They might at least come up with. The, maybe they have a concept car. They, they might single handedly re- resurrect Detroit. No, no, I don't think they they would definitely if they did anything like that. They do what Honda and Toyota did, and they would build uh, in the south. Um, where they get far better, but they're free of the uh, the um, the union contracts and all the other yeah, all that ridiculous fair condition stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe that's for the other podcast. Maybe we should talk industrial relations. There, there are certain concessions that were definitely made, but let's face it. Uh, Toyota and Honda's factories have been ticking away. Oh yeah. Well, all all the while the. Um, the big three had to have government bailouts. Well, actually, it was only two of them, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't think Ford ever took any money. So, yeah. We'll I, see. I, I could see them possibly coming up with a concept car because uh, although Apple technology has been, I think BMW, and was it Toyota as well, I think, had uh, had m- m- tighter integration yes. in, of the iPhone into the like the center, center console, uh, they're never going to let... Apple's technology take control of I don't know like the voice control over no, the no, sure. or whatever. So more more expansive integration into a vehicle ain't going to happen. So if that's something Apple really wants, maybe they like I say, concept car is not beyond the realms of possibility. And a lot of the rumors are they're going to make some sort of funky little van thing. Yeah, well, yes, a people mover of some sort. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but let's face it: Google have been trying to develop a self-driving car for how long? So it's not like they Apple will be the only technology company that's that's trying oh, to that's right work that sort of thing out. So I, I think I put it into the the possible column, although exactly what they're what they're intending to do. I mean, a, a, like a van, a family, a, a family people mover, or something like that. That's yeah, interesting to see. If they could make it look great, but they might create their own revenue stream. From all the profits they're going to make off the Apple Watch, they'll fund the car division. And see, I'm going to eat my words on that. You watch. The Apple Watch will go like hotcakes as much as I'm cynical and think it'll be I, a dog. I don't know that it will. No, I'm assuming it won't, but which means it probably will now. Well, when you consider how few leaks there have been about the Apple Watch, how little hype there's been. Yeah, true. Apple car thing has been totally... As- Totally monopolised the um, the you know the the whole rumor mill. Yes, and I know that there hasn't been an, an iPhone that's been released. Well, probably in the last five years that hasn't leaked like a sieve. Oh like God, people, yeah. People in the Chinese factories sending um, or Taiwanese factories sending uh, images out. But I've I find it hard to believe that Apple wasn't at least tacitly condoning some of those. Mm. Because the, it's it's what builds the hype. And when have you last seen a leak on an Apple TV? Yeah. Well, that's, you, know, you know, where the hell's that? Oh, you'd think they'd be more interested in that than a car, but anyway. Well, that's a colossally low-margin product. I mean... TV, but so are cars. I, uh, well, like there was an interview with the... I think it was a former GM of uh, Holden, GM Holden, saying... Don't go there, guys. You just you got a low margin product that has massive setup costs. Why would you bother? That is true to a point, but um, the the phone and the computer markets aren't terribly high margin either. If you no. if you look look at a comparison comparison of what the other major so the five major PC manufacturers what their margins are compared to Apple's margins. Apple's margins are far better. Far far better. There, there are certain there's certain things about doing things the Apple way. Mm. Makes sense. In all, I'm just just a thought occurred to me. You know how uh, with BMW you can get what is it like the I can't remember the, the you can get the Schnitzel kit or whatever it is and to to soup your, your BMW up and you get the little little um, silver blue and red badge that goes oh, on yeah. 
of it to, you know, because the exhaust system's been souped up and all of the rest of the crap. It basically doubles the, the amount you pay for the car. I could almost see Apple doing something like that, but for the interior or for the electronics. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them to have like a, an augmentation that you could get for select models of, of vehicles. I have no idea if that, that's the case or not, but I could. that would be one way of doing it, an upgrade kit for, for, um, for a vehicle yeah. than building the vehicle from scratch. That's a possibility. Maybe they'll make it in Broadmeadows. So for our overseas listeners, that's a suburb or yeah, an area in Melbourne where there used to be a lot of car manufacturing. Well, there still is for, what, a little while longer? Oh, Geelong, yes. Yeah, Geelong, sorry, yeah. Um, all right, there you go. We're finished on a motoring topic. That's unusual for this podcast. It is. Uh, but, let, yeah, let's wrap it up there. I think we're, we've done pretty well. Um, anything else you wanted to add, Simon? Uh, no. Ooh, no, I don't think so. Cool, no worries. Well, then let's... One, one guide and TV tuner coming to Xbox One. Woohoo. Okay. Yeah. Look. Yeah, we should have a whole section on the media integration in consoles and where it's going because it's just getting better and better. Unless you've got a PlayStation. Uh, Yeah. True. I can look at uh, YouTube. Um, Anyway, (laughs) let's call it quits there. Um, So, what? I can do that on my phone. I don't need a... Yeah, I know. Well, you can do it with any recent TV. You can just browse it direct on the TV. That's true. That's true. All right. So as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or some general abuse, please do feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com. Send us a question. It's obvious from this we're gurus at a whole bunch of things. Send a destiny question and I'll pretend to answer it. Um, or visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. You can follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer, surprisingly. And Simon tweets brilliantly under RPG Beats RL. Um, you can find previous episodes of the show on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher. And I used to slag Stitcher, but we actually have quite a bunch of listeners on Stitcher. So hi to all the Stitcherites. Thanks very much for listening and thank you once again, Simon. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Another interminable hour. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so have a great week. And remember, if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Good night. Bye. or the person that listens to it.